Hello, welcome to another edition of the I Boys Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. We are red-ass Mike today is what we got here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, top of the show, we're talking WWE SummerSlam, as well as the returning CM Punk. Um, we're going to talk NXT TakeOver 36 next week. At the time of this recording, um, we don't have results for that, so we can't give you guys an accurate review, obviously. So, um... We're also going to be hitting online's preseason action as well. And probably I would say the first ding on Dan Campbell's coaching resume here as a Detroit Lions head coach so far for me. Uh, Mike may disagree a little bit. He may already have a couple strikes against him in Mike's book. But for me, uh, and we'll talk about that uh, in the preseason action against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're also going to be talking some Madden 22. Madden's officially out. Uh, Mike and I have had a chance to play the game. We always pre-order ahead of time just to get you guys a somewhat accurate review of uh, the status of the game going in. Um, you know, give us, give you guys our thoughts as well as whether you should pick it up or not and all that good stuff. But like, let's just jump right in here to SummerSlam. Mike's hot. Mike is actively reading other people's reviews and he is laughing slash getting angry. Uh, Mike and I, along with uh, Cousin Andrew, actually went... Uh, to an imagined theater to watch SummerSlam in a movie theater. So, Mike, first before we actually get to the show, what were your thoughts on the on the actual experience of, of going to see it? You know, maybe not at our yeah. own houses. Oh no, I thought I thought that was like one I of thought the was pretty parts. Cool. Yeah, I was I like it was really nice, having actually. on the big screen, like yeah. lights go out, yeah. and like you're just like chilling back and watching it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more fun. Made you feel like you were kind of there. Yeah, it was, yeah, it gave it yeah. gave a, a a much better vibe to Big it. Fight feel. Like, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Like I'd be I definitely I wish AEW would would yes. hopefully soon do that. Yes. Um 100%. maybe like I would it would be cool for WWE's Big 4 and AEW's Big 4 to all do that. Yeah, right. I think I would definitely be, I, I'd go I'd yeah. go every single time if yeah. that was the case. But. Absolutely. Um let's just jump right in here to the matches. You know, some really good some really bad, some really stupid, uh, and everything really in between here. Um, let's just jump in right here, Mike. You know, first match of the night. Let's let's talk pre-show first, I guess. Right? Biggie beats Baron Corbin, gets his briefcase back. Right? Yeah. Is that all we missed? Yeah. Well, that's cage match doesn't even have that on here. Okay. So, so rating was a negative five because nobody cares. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's just jump in. First match of the night. They open out. I would say somewhat strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got some fan favorites. You know, and some big names. Uh, you know, world raw tag title match. So yeah, a lot of title matches on this show, which I think was actually a welcome change, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, new tag champs, right, Mike? Yeah, it uh, went for seventh and four seconds. Populated, uh, it voted a five point seven eight out of ten. Uh, since we don't have star ratings, so I'm just gonna give you what yeah. the number is, I guess, for based on about a hundred votes here. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I thought it was a I solid it, opener. A but five point seven out of ten. Yeah. Um, it went seven minutes. I think like the thing for me for this one was I think especially knowing that the show went to twelve. Yeah. I think they could have gave this one a few more, more minutes to like hit a next gear. Yep. To really like finish sure. strong. Yep. I feel like they like quickly got this one over, yep. which is why when we talk about these first like three four matches they were going pretty quick to the point where i was like yeah. it was like an hour in going into the fourth match and i right. was like okay so this is going to be the right. 11 11 30 pretty like hard right. cut to try to get people out and, and all of a sudden like had, nope. in the middle to end of the show they were like all right now we're going to prolong all of these matches yeah and so um this one was uh fine um i like the other tag match better I but uh i think to open you get the big pop i think it was 
fine. Yeah, I so I, did, I give it like a six. I thought they did, I thought they did a nice job. Um, this definitely felt it was a very basic, simple tag match. You know, you had all the pretty the basic fundamentals of a, of a you know of a tag match, right? The hot tags, the everything else, right? The um, you know, the big finish with Orton hit the RKO. I thought they missed an opportunity when AJ went out for the forearm just to end it there mm-hmm. instead of having him counter a couple times and then hitting it. Yeah. I thought you could have really, like, if you're only going to go seven, eight minutes, really put, like, a stamp on, like, hey, we're going to end this on the biggest move possible. Boom, stamp, new champs. Yeah, um, yeah I thought this was fine, though. I-, I think it's one of the first times I felt like a Raw tag title match had a little bit of emphasis behind it in a while, mm-hmm. which was kind of nice. Um, so yeah, I think I, you know, I give it a seven solid opener Had a lot of big names in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew it wasn't going to go super long mm-hmm. and you know, you know, I would have given it maybe 10 minutes and just exactly cut like, Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss off the card, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> I would not disagree with that at all. <laughs> um, speaking of that, speaking so, of which, so this is the match that I left the theater for a little bit. Yeah. So. Let's start out hot and then we're going to throw this garbage yeah, out. So we had Alexa Bliss beating Eva Marie. In three minutes and fifty seconds, felt I really, I, yeah, it that. did feel longer. I really tried so hard to lead to get popcorn during this. Yeah, you just and too fast. I know, no, too I know. At the I, I, I left, <laughs> got popcorn, came back. Yeah, and weren't even done with they the weren't even done show intro, vignette. Yeah, we weren't yeah. done with the vignette yet. <laughs> I was like, so the vignette went longer than this match did. That's fine. Um, yep, this was a, a match. Yeah. That is it even a match that happened. On I'm the hoping show? it kind of ends the feud, honestly, because yeah. it feels like we're going to spin off into the do drop Eva, Eva thing, thing, which yeah. I think I'm fine with. I'm just going to tell you now, don't be shocked to see Eve Maria's Raw Women's Champion in the next year. Yeah, that's sad. Just going to tell you now. Yeah. And, so, so I, and if you guys are going to ever listen to the show again, yeah. after how at this point I'm going to be after this show, yeah. um, for All Out that's going to be happening, I'm going to be very excited for about 90% of the matches. Yeah. And then we're going to hit Paul White and QT Marshall. And that is going to be this one right here where we're going to be like... And okay. then this one happened, right. and right. then there was this other cool yeah. stuff that happened. Probably yeah. this is this is like each every show has it, and mm-hmm. this was definitely well. This wasn't actually the only one, but the, it definitely had it here. Yeah. But we'll hit to the next one, which is actually a good match. Uh, we had the U.S. title match: yep. Damian Priest beating Sheamus in 13 minutes 50 seconds to win the title, and it was, was actually a very solid match. Yep. That I think up to this point easily was best match on the show. Yep. Um, got a seven out of ten mm-hmm. for I don't know hundred votes and good 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 uh good raw match. Yeah, that I, was I don't expected. I don't yeah I don't think anything they didn't do anything super crazy in this match right nothing nothing that was like you know outer worldly they didn't reinvent the wheel by any stretch of the I thought it was a solid contest made pre shine at times right showed the resiliency factor you get a new champion out of it. Um, you know, Priest is this is definitely Priest's reward for making Bad Bunny look as good as he did mm-hmm. against Miz and Morrison. I mean, obviously, big props to Miz and Morrison on that as well. But like, um, you know, Priest had to have the credibility behind him to make that match feel mm-hmm. important, right? So, beating a former world champion in Sheamus, Sheamus is somebody that I feel, and we talked about this actively while we're watching the show, is he's very underrated mm-hmm. for for what he has done in his career. I mean, he's a multi-time world champion. He has credibility behind him. And when given the time, can put on a damn good match. I thought this was really good. Felt like it dragged a little bit at times. I felt like you could have maybe shaved a minute and a half off and then given it to maybe the Raw tag title match just mm-hmm. to kind of let it breathe a little bit. But overall, solid show for sure. Um 
like I said, this is a very up and down roller coaster type of show. It, it feels like, um, and we'll talk about more of that as as we go yeah. into it. But this is really good. I enjoyed it. Um, so our next match, we had the SmackDown tag title match. We had yeah. the Usos defeating the Mysterios. Ten minutes and fifty seconds got uh, six point five out of ten on hundred votes. Um, and this one was again, like I said, better than the opening yep. match. Uh, probably in competition to best match on the show at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And Usos are great. Mysterios are a lot of fun, whether oh, you yeah. like oh, yeah. Dominic or Ray or whatever yeah, they're sure. doing together. Uh, they're just a lot of fun as faces. So I thought it was a solid match. Yeah. A lot of these matches for me, though, were like you knew pretty much who was going to win. Yeah. So I was like sitting yeah. there going, so the Usos are going to win. Yeah. It's just like waiting for the And the difference is, right, is, is you, want the, you just want to feel like you got your money's worth out of that match, yeah. right? Like going into all, like comparing it to All Out, like Kenny is going to beat Christian for the yeah. title. But you want to have a good solid 25-minute match where you go, that was a really solid contest throughout, right? Yeah. Where like I, that was a fun time watching it. That That is the difference, right? So, um no, Usos, one of the best tag teams ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if we're being 100% transparent here, mm-hmm. um, I don't really think many teams can touch them in the ring. Um, the gimmick works, the whole thing with Roman works. I think Mysterio, this is a perfect place for Rey Mysterio to be right now. Mm-hmm. Not in singles, beating guys that he shouldn't be beating. With his son, doing tag stuff. Yeah. It's a, It still highlights and gets Ray on the show, lends some credibility to the feud because he is a former world champion. Um, but he shouldn't be in the main event anymore. He just shouldn't. So I, I really thought this was solid. Yeah. So then we hit. Now this is where the roller coaster. Oh boy. This is where the deep dive happens. Yeah. For, at least for me. No, I don't know. I so there's yeah. some people that yeah. in our theater that are very excited, but I was not one of those <laughs> very people. So I guess we're gonna set the stage. This is a stage setter. Cause yeah. This isn't really the match. It's yeah. the Stage setter. Well, it's gonna be longer than the match. Yeah. It, everything's gonna be longer than the match at this point. True that. So. Uh, we start with so we're we're talking about Bianca versus uh, Sasha Banks. Yep. So we have the whole vignette, the whole. Mm-hmm. And if you heard last week when we were previewing the show, this is the match I was by far looking forward to the most. Yep. I know you were the Rain Cena match and even yep. the Edge Rollins or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is like the yep. rematch. This is my favorite match on WrestleMania. So going into this, I was like, this is going to be my like mm-hmm. edge in my seat match. Yep. So we're getting the vignette. I'm like, because I don't watch SmackDown every week, so I was like, wow, this vignette's really good. Like, I'm getting invested. I'm ready to watch this. And then they have Bianca come out, Mm -hmm. and I said, all right, I'm I'm cool. Bianca's out, looking good, waiting for – Sasha's coming out second, and it was weird because a lot of champions were coming out first today, which is, like, a weird thing. Yeah, it usually Um, never happens. Usually it never happens, but, like, every match other than, like, two had it happen, Mm -hmm. so I was kind of weird. But Bianca comes out, and then you get the ring announcer going, all right, guys, well, Sasha's not going to be here today. And when my face drops <laughs> of so much sadness and disappointment, it was it was real. There was a lot lot there. Right. And then they announced uh, who they announced Carmella. Carmella. Yeah. Carmella came out. So you got the big heel heat. Everyone in the building booed yeah. booed out of that place. I will say though, she looked hot last night. Yes, week, but, but wow. they booed out because I didn't want to. I didn't want to watch. So goodness. she comes out, and then she steps in the ring. Bell is about to ring, and then you get the, the Becky pop. Lynch, yep. the pop yep. that everyone, but apparently just one guy in the room was ready for because yep. this guy did not want it to happen, <laughs> pointing at myself. And, you know, I, so thinking long and hard about it, yeah. 
The one thing that really annoys me, and WWE does it literally all the time now, yeah. is I hate the fact that people just come in mm-hmm. and are just like, all right, Champion. championship, yeah, like right I now. Agree. I agree with that. And I think that's the thing that annoyed me the most because the second I heard her music, because I thought she was, if she was going to come in, I thought she was going to come in kind of like Ronda Rousey did mm-hmm. at the Royal after. Rumble. Like she was going to come in after the Raw women's match mm-hmm. and like face face with Charlotte or whoever won that match. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, now you're setting up. Mm-hmm. Down the road. Down the road, Survivor right. Series, Rumble, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Like, you're setting something up. It's not, like, immediate. But she just comes out, and she's like, yeah. throws Carmella out of the ring. She's like, so what about me? And Bianca's like, sure, I'll, yeah. I'll face you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll sit back and go, one, there's no way that Becky's not winning this. So Becky's going to win now. 100%. But I'm like, listen, all right, let's sit back and go. If I get a nice 10 to 12-minute match yep. between these two, mm-hmm. I won't hate it. Right. I'll be. I'll. I'll right. live with it, and I'll mm-hmm. go. Okay. Then you know we get a nice little feud with them, right. and then Sasha will come back in a month or two, right. and then you'll get nice. You get three women that are really good that you'll get some really good matches out of. Totally cool. And then the bell rings, <laughs> <laughs> and to get the exact time, twenty six seconds. Yep. Two moves. Yep. Becky just forearm, squat. Forearm. Uranagi. Yep. Becky wins the title, yep. and my face of so much. I got up. I I left the theater, couldn't stand it. Yeah, super upset, and not happy. I, almost I, at all about yeah, any of it, I, honestly. And I think there's another level to this as well, right? I agree with you. So the problem is, is, is there's a lot of problems with this, right? Yep. And Mike hit the storyline issues with it, which I'm in total agreement with. But the behind the stage stuff is from everything that we've been reading. According to Meltzer and a couple of the guys, right? And let's again take your grain of salt. Meltzer's yeah. not always right, but according to them, they've known about Sasha not being on at SummerSlam for eight days, mm-hmm. and yet they continued to promote it. So you knew about it eight days ago that you weren't going to get this match. Mm-hmm. So why not? So why would you air the pre-match promo to get mm-hmm. people hyped and ready to go for this match, knowing you can't deliver? Right now, to WWE's credit. If you can't have, you can't deliver the advertised match, you hope to find a replacement that is as good, if not better. Yeah. And Becky, in this case, is, right? Mm-hmm. We can, I think we can agree with that. Not, maybe not in ring, but like yeah. character wise, popularity, fine. But they have now just brought undue criticism for this whole match and for her to come back by the way they do it. I don't understand. And we talked about this leaving the theater at the end of the night where I go, why, if you knew about it, why not just say Sasha's out? Yeah. Say it's an undisclosed reason she can't participate. We're going to have a mystery opponent for Bianca yeah. going so, into main. Or going so, Even if you know it's Becky. Yeah. Well, that was my thing, too, yeah. was I was like, you could have done exactly – like, I know everyone would be like, oh, you copy what AEW did. You can do matter. exactly what they did with Punk, though, is you go, we have a mystery opponent, and then have a promo by, mm-hmm. like – Rollins, or have someone right. close I'm to him. I'm gonna be the man or, tonight yeah, at SummerSlam. Yeah, something uh, like like yeah. like Bianca's like I beat all these women. I need maybe I need a, to verse a man or so or say some yeah, right. have some kind of dorky right. promo or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. to like insinuate. Oh, could it be Becky? Because right. now and then just announce as a mystery opponent. So Bianca mm-hmm. comes out and you go, "Who's the mystery opponent?" When the music hits, you go, right. "Oh, okay." Even if you know going in, like if yeah. they said, because I guarantee you, if they would have announced, hey, Sasha's out, we're going to have a mystery opponent for Bianca, yeah. and then everybody goes, okay, so Becky's coming yeah, back. So Becky's Either coming way, back. you still get the pop, right? Yeah. And then you spend all this time, and we gave them so much credit for building Bianca into a legitimate contender and then champion and delivering on that, 
and, and what have you. To then have her lose the way she did, like you said, I don't even mind the fact that she lost, right? Mm-hmm. It's annoying, but like I get it, right? Mm-hmm. But to have her lose in that way, A, you don't get a good match out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you know they're just bleeding it out until they until they can. Mm-hmm. And then two, to have her just get squashed the way she did doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and in the WWE logic, I can picture Bruce Pritchard saying it now. Well, the thought was... Bianca's in shock. She doesn't really know what's going to happen. She catches her off guard. But you didn't catch her off guard with a roll-up and a small package or something. No, no, no. You had her just straight up lay down and say, you're taking this pin. Yeah. It Everything they did, all the decisions that they made, it very much felt like we just need to get something in the ring. And we're hoping that with Becky coming back, it's going to mask the fact that this is hot garbage. Yeah. And – as we saw in the theater, a lot of fans were excited. I, I'm glad she's back, no yeah. doubt. But to your point, I would have much rather just seen them deliver a solid match. Or if you're not going to do that, give me a tease that we're going to get a solid match. Becky catches her with a quick roll-up. That way, Bianca doesn't look yeah. like an idiot because she just got beaten two moves. Okay, Becky pulled a fast one on her, yeah. right? Okay, she wasn't expecting it. You can you can turn that into something. Yeah. But now, unless Bianca's going to come out and have a whole new edge, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. to her and be all pissed off, which, spoiler, ain't going to happen, it, what does it do yeah. for you? What The long-term booking of this is, okay, well, Becky's champion now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now what? Yeah. You know well, what that's I mean? See, and that, yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's also yeah. my problem is, like you said, I'm like, yeah. how on SmackDown they're going to be like, well, you caught me off guard, blah, 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 blah. Like they're going to try mm-hmm. to play it off. But I'm like – you were standing there. You accepted the match. Right, exactly. Like, like Becky, right. like you were like, Becky, you good? Okay. Bianca, do you want this match? And she right. was like, let's fight. Right. Like, like you were already and you were in, gonna, in it. And if you were going to do a squash, why not keep Carmelo in the match? Yeah. Why not have them three? Okay, triple threat, right? First thing happens, Carmella boots Bianca out of the ring. Something, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Becky comes in, quick roll up on Carmella, one, two, three, she's out the yeah. door. That way, Bianca doesn't get pinned. That way, you have, and then you spin it off. Mm-hmm. That way, you had so many other ways to do this, and they went with the Brock worst. Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't understand where the logic is. And I'd love for somebody, and they'll never tell us until 15 years later, but I would love for somebody to. To break the down the logic, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just one of those things where we're gonna we're gonna watch and see, obviously. But like, what what is what is the payoff here? Yeah. Becky's back, awesome. She's even champion, fine. Yeah. But don't undo a year and a half worth of work just yeah. to get out of a shitty situation because Sasha's got an issue or COVID. I don't know what she has, but yeah. whatever mm-hmm. the issue is, you just I feel like they're just bringing a lot of undue like problems. Yeah. And to shock people. Yeah. Like, I didn't, well, didn't need it. My my worry is, and so Meltzer said after the show, <laughs> during the Wrestler Observer, that she's actually, like, not really ready to compete. She wasn't supposed to be ready to like, November. Right. Like, October, November. Right. But I think this is, and people are never going to admit it, but I think this is a direct of, wow, AEW got CM Punk. We need mm-hmm. something. We need a Becky, and they brought Becky and Lesnar. Yeah, right. But I think they were like, we need hey, something. Spoilers, don't you get? Yeah, but <laughs> we already said it like ten times. Yeah. So. But they were like, we need something to get that big pop to get people to talk about us because right. of. And you could have done that with Becky coming back and just 
delivering stood, it something stood other way. Right. Yeah. Or, or, right, it, and this is another take, right? It, the, my biggest complaint is not the fact that we didn't get the match between Bianca and Sasha. That I mean, is not, that's I mean, my that sucks, complaint, but. but we can get that another time, yeah. right? It's not like they're going anywhere. My complaint is that you, A, continue to advertise it knowing that you yeah. weren't going to be able to deliver. And then to the point where up until the match, she's in the ring before you announce that she's not going to be out here. So everyone's like, okay, there's a swerve coming. There's something. At minimum, what you could have done is, all right, we announce it. And even if Carmella is the mystery opponent, fine. Bianca beats Carmella in three seconds. No problem. And then Becky walks out. Yeah. You still get the same desired effect of Becky's back. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get Becky versus Bianca. That's the next thing at Extreme Rules or Survivor <laughs> Series or Rumble. Whatever you want to sell it for. But you didn't. You chose to bypass all of that just to get a, a shock win for Becky when she didn't need it. She's already over. What what? What purpose? It just doesn't make any sense. And I know they tried to bury this in the middle of the card, mm-hmm. and I think I, I think they did a pretty solid job of trying to get people to kind of forget about. It. But you can tell there is a definite tone from the start of this card. After this happens, the rest of the show had to work really hard mm-hmm. to get the crowd back in 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 yeah. into the. It took it took about like it three took two matches, ma- two, yeah, two, two and a half matches. Ma- yeah. yeah, it took two and a half matches yeah. to like get people back right. in. So we'll talk about those two matches that had no crowd to them because yeah, pretty much. of this. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre beating Jinder Mahal. You know what's crazy was the match yeah. felt kind of long. Yeah, what did it go, three minutes? Yeah, it went 4.30. Yeah. And I went, the match felt like it went 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. Like watching yeah. it. No, because no one cares. Because yeah. Jinder's not over. Yeah. And they're trying to... Like they went out of the ring and uh-huh. did some stuff. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is like a lengthy... And it was yeah. like 4.38. I'm like, yeah. that's... That was yeah. a quick one. You can tell that they don't really know what to do with Drew right now because he's not champion. Yeah. And they're still trying. And, and honestly, I'm okay that he's not in the title picture right now. Yeah, I fine. think he's he's a bona fide main eventer at this point. But to your point, felt a lot longer than it needed to be. And then you go, you went, that was only four minutes ago. That was the longest four, four minute minutes. match I've ever seen. Actually, and, the yeah. Alexa Bliss was like the longest four Good point. minute match. Good point. I've ever For seen. sure. But yeah. there's like these yeah. two, like, it's weird that like a 13 minute match. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel that long, but then like right. a four minute match feels long. Yeah. Like I just feel like that's mm-hmm. like a weird because you don't care. They're not invested in it. Like and the end of it where they're gonna attack him and then he just grabs his sword and threatens to stab them. Hilarious. Yep, that's his, uh, that's his thing. hilarious. Uh, so we had the Raw Women's Title match next. We had Charlotte Flair defeating Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, almost a superhero, and Rhea Ripley in 13 minutes and three seconds to win the title. And this was basically like all right. Here's what we're going to do. I, I could just imagine it now. They're mm-hmm. like sitting in their planning room and they're whatever they call it. I don't know. The booking, planning, right, how we're going to do this match room. Creative. Creative room. It's called creative. They don't do booking. They're creative. Okay. So they're sitting in this creative room. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So Charlotte, you're going to be in this match for about 12 minutes and 55 <laughs> seconds and do just about all the work. Yeah. And then Rhea and Nikki just come in and out yeah. to like mess up some stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is like the Charlotte Flair don't show. Worry, you're getting the title tonight. But yeah, but and also, yeah, you're gonna do all the work and get the title, but like mm-hmm. you guys just kinda like support whatever yeah. Charlotte wants to do. Yeah. Because that's basically what this match felt like was throw Rhea out, fight Nikki for a little bit, throw Nikki out, fight Rio for a little bit, and yeah. Charlotte got no breaks for thirteen minutes. They definitely highlighted Charlotte, you know, this very much felt to me similar to the WrestleMania main event. 
when it was her, Becky, and uh, yeah. Ronda, where Charlotte was the glue that yeah. held that match together, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't participate in the pinfall, and that's fine, but like you definitely felt like at the end of the day, Charlotte really had the best showing. Becky walked away as the champ and blah, 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 but yeah. like it really was, you know, I, I think for all of the joking we do about, you know, Charlotte getting the title a million times and all these mm-hmm. things, it, are, it is matches like this one where you go, I get it. The, yeah. You know what I mean? Where you just like, she's the best wrestler, women's wrestler probably ever, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. Like, yeah. I think she surpassed Trish. She surpassed Mula. Um, I don't really think anybody is really on her level in ring-wise. I just yeah. don't. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I would say, like, you could probably go around and find, like, people in maybe but Japan like, or whatever. Like, the, just, the all women's, like, yeah, but I think Japan thing. Know, like, they like have some, all, they, it's, it's my kind of I think it's too, a compl- I think it's a complete package with her where I think she can wrestle. She's got mm-hmm. a great – she can talk. The look is there. Everything about her is, like – it's everything you want mm-hmm. in a in a superstar and a re- whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. If she was in AEW, she'd be the biggest thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If she was in Japan, she'd be the big like. No matter where she'd be, mm-hmm. I feel like she'd be the top star yeah. in the women's division. You know what I mean? I just for whatever like I I really made me think watching this match. I was like, man, like I don't think people. I think people are like to hate on her because she's champ all the time, and rightfully so. She's kind of got the Cena effect going on a little bit right now. Yeah. But as we see with John Cena, when John Cena's back and John Cena's in the ring or he's doing his Mm -hmm. thing, you stop and you watch and you. And I think it's time. I think we maybe start appreciating a little bit more about what we have in Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. I, the crowd was clearly in her corner last night. You could tell they were not buying Nikki at all. Mm -hmm. Ripley, you knew wasn't taking it. Um, Yeah. I don't know. This match to me was just, like you said, it was, it was the Charlotte Flair show and it made me really appreciate how good Charlotte is night in and night out. Yeah. She's very, she's very, very solid in the ring. Um, The highest rated match on the show and probably Best match on the show. Yeah, I would say um, so. Was Edge beating Seth Rollins in 21 minutes and 15 seconds? It got mm-hmm. 8.4 out of 10 on 140 votes. Mm-hmm. So a lot more people were voting on this one, I guess, than the other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is definitely. I guess if you're gonna take the women's one out, this mm-hmm. is definitely the match I was probably most invested in, only yeah. because I think it's the. It could go either yeah, right. way. There is that mystique of okay, how are they going to? And so this? if you yeah. have if you if the climax of the match you have enough near falls, enough mm-hmm. like big moves, yep. and enough We're like there. crowd into it, mm-hmm. and the crowd was enough into it, um, yep. you could really buy into okay rounds. Like I thought Edge was going to win, yeah, but like I you were like, too. but like rounds had a couple moments where you're like, oh, counters a spear, counter spear right. or whatever. Yeah, like the there's Falcon arrow. Yeah. there's a couple moments where you're like, okay, he could definitely pull it out here, and it wouldn't be shocking. This was a textbook like tell a story let's start slow let's really start to build and i felt yeah. like the fans this match and the rain cena match both they they started out in a nice controlled pace and you let the crowd build on their on their own right like mm-hmm. you didn't do they didn't come out of the gates going a million miles a minute it was very methodical it's matches like this I really enjoy because I felt like a story was told mm-hmm. from the very beginning, from Edge's entrance. Thought it was awesome. I know some people are like, I don't get it. I don't like. And if you're not a recent fan and you don't know what the brood is, you have no idea what the hell that was about. But like, that was awesome. It just gets. It just takes it a little bit more to that extra level. I mean, they're two of the best of all time. I don't know. 
Like yeah, I just, I, it's, it's really, it was really good. I really, yeah. really enjoyed. It. I could, do, I could watch that type of match all day long. Yeah, it's not my absolute cup of tea, but like I can appreciate. Yeah. Like I can watch them knowing like it's WWE yeah. and like like when I go into WWE, it's like a different mindset than going into like AEW New well, that's Japan. What Cody does. Yeah, Co- Cody. That's that's what that's the way, a Cody that's match. The way, that's yeah. the way Cody. But was like too. knowing it's, knowing it's enough story. about wrestling now, yeah. it's like there's certain people and certain like companies and stuff that yeah. do stuff different. So like mm-hmm. like there's certain like obviously you say like Cody right. Jay White mm-hmm. is another guy like that and stuff yeah. where like you go Absolutely. into his matches, you have to expect yeah. a more like built. Yep. match mm-hmm. then like if you're going to watch like kenny mm-hmm. and naito in new japan right. you're like you're just getting two guys just blowing the heads off each other and see yeah. what happens yeah and so yeah, I, I think that there is an art to the way and i think that's why wwe is very selective on who edge has worked with so far yeah. you know i'm sure edge had a list he went here's what i'm working with and they went okay yeah you know the roman stuff he's done has been really good you know him working with rollins has been really good orton another one right i feel mm-hmm. like orton's at time went a little too slow but like Overall, there is a reason yeah, why he, he worked well with a good story. Yeah, people. yeah, right. Yeah. You just, but there's a reason why at the end of it you go and you by the by the time you get the pinfall or the tap out or whatever, right? You go, it, it's almost like one of those things where you feel like you're rising up out of your chair and then it ends and then it's like a release mm-hmm. almost. You know what I mean? That's what I really enjoy about it. It's the same thing Cena's has always been able to do. Same thing guys like Taker and Sean and Brett, all those guys. It was never about. Let's just throw as much crap as we can in a match and just, you know what I mean? And then, you know, mm-hmm. hope to God people are with us. You could feel the crowd was like, okay, we're rising. We're going with you. We're, mm-hmm. we're right in lockstep, you know. And I, like I said, I thought this match delivered in all the spades. Yeah. And then our co-main event, we had the WWE title match. And then the fans left and went and got popcorn for this because this is garbage. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley with MVP defeated Goldberg by referee decision by just destroying his knee or – yeah. Leg or torso, whatever, yeah. uh, something. Yeah, and then yeah, he hit him a whole bunch of times with the chair. Then his yeah. son got involved. I thought it was so. The one thing I thought was really funny was they had to like say that could have been anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah. no, we didn't, we didn't know. I, I wish mean, it would have been a real fan and Bobby just beat the crap out of. Yeah, that would be really hilarious. Yeah, uh, which is obviously probably gonna set up for like. I hope not. The Rumble. Uh, probably, or no, probably that stupid Crown Jewel show. Or Crown Jewel. Yeah, that's actually a perfect time. I actually yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Crown Jewel or whatever. Uh-huh. They'll have a rematch. and. Yeah. Bobby better go over there, too. <laughs> sure. Okay. And then we go to the main event. Uh, we have the Universal title match. Roman Reigns beating John Cena in exactly 23 minutes. That's kind of funny. Hmm. And then... Um, that? I know. Honestly. And then uh, the reason why I say the Edge one is slightly better is, like I yep. said, I, f- I never felt the Cena one, nope. even though like the people in our theater were feeling it in no. some kind of way. Yeah. I never r- truly believed. Like NXT, and I'll say, because like, people always like, well, I mean, most of the time you, won't, you, you say you never believe in it. NXT, I go into matches like with the Unspeed Era when tag mm-hmm. champs. I was like, there's no way they lose this match. And at the very end, I go... Yeah, right. Hundred percent. Like, like I, I've yeah, had, I, yeah. I've had times yep, like where that go, where I oh go, "Oh my gosh, they're actually gonna lose." They're gonna pull like, it. Whoa! All yeah. right, like I, down. I've yep. felt that yep. a few Absolutely. times watching like NXT, watching yep. AW and New Japan stuff, yep. where I'm like, "This guy definitely should not lose." And then they hit like one move, and then it's like yep. the nearest two uh-huh. ever, and you go, 
Whoo, okay. Like, right. like I never they really almost did something stupid there because <laughs> I don't agree with it. So. Yeah. Like, like in the like, I never got to yeah. the point where like during the match where I was like Cena hit a move, and I was like really quickly trying to rationalize. Maybe Cena wins and then loses it right away or something. Like, yeah. like there's like that rationalize that yeah. you could or or Cena wins then Big E cash in and yeah. then like Reigns beats Big E in like 12 seconds on SmackDown or something. Like, yeah. there was like I never rationalized mm-hmm. anything other than Reigns winning during this match because yeah. I never thought there was really a point. I think the closest you could say is when he hit the AA off like the, the middle rope, rope or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, I was like, Reigns is kicking out of this. Like, he's no way he's taking that right there. Yeah. I feel like it has to be. I feel like if Cena was going to win, it had to be on like a roll up. Yeah. You know, like, I don't yeah. think he was going to beat Reigns with a right. move. Right. Like, it had no. to be a roll up. Yeah. Reigns getting just pinned like Sa- or like uh, Bianca did. I yeah. don't perceive like, that. Like, I did not see that. Pretty much ever. Um, yeah. Not for the, the, the immediate future. I thought this match really delivered, though, and honestly, but it did deliver. Yeah, this this once again is a textbook reason why John Cena is the goat. Yeah. And you know, you can have your favorites. Everybody knows I'm a Bret Hart guy, right? He's always going to be my personal favorite, right? But whether you're a Shawn Michaels guy, whether you're a Ric Flair guy, those kind of things, nobody has had the impact to come in at any. Not even The Rock, not Stone Cold, for the longevity. And for Cena to come in, and immediately everybody goes, "Yep, okay, watching SummerSlam just just because he's there in that kind of match." And they delivered. Like I said, I think this match was really, really good. Um, you know, Cena having not really been back that long, what a month. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's working a lot of live events to kind of get the ring rust off. Which, by the way, I can definitely appreciate the fact that he was willing to go and do live events here, like in Detroit, and to get the work in to be mm-hmm. ready for that match, I think is something that not a lot, like no offense. I love edge death. Edge ain't doing part-time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Goldberg isn't Brock isn't, you know, no. they're not doing live event shows, you know, edge obviously do the next problems I get, but like they're not doing them. So mm-hmm. seeing to come in, do this whole tour and deliver a solid match, get Roman to another place is just, you know, it's one of those things where, man, it, you're getting to a point where, you know, even this one, you got people actually booed Reigns because mm-hmm. they were so like, yeah, you know what I mean. We got that real final like solid baby face and solid heel, yeah. big match, crowds there. Yeah, it was just. I think the thing solid. that's slowly and it's not like yeah. scaring by mm-hmm. any chance or anything. We're yeah. getting to the point that I don't think we've seen almost like ever yeah. to the point where it's like you like I don't know who could beat Reigns it's, now. It's the Hogan effect. Yeah, it is, it's but like it's really like like, and that's why you, ha- you have to like. I guess like when, and I think they're really hoping to try with fans back to find this Daniel Bryan Herculean rise. Mm-hmm. But with how they book things, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be able to find that mm-hmm. somewhere. And I don't know if that person's even on the roster right now because yeah, I don't know who it could be. Right, but um. Like, they need somebody. Because unless they have, like, The Rock take it off him at Mania or something, which, which I, mean, I don't I don't think I'd be cool for. Because nope. I think it should be a young guy. Like, like it needs to be It needs to be somebody that is going to be there the next night. That's yeah. the difference, right? Yeah. And it cannot be. That is why I feel like what they're doing is, and I guess we can get to Brock Lesnar now coming back, yeah. right? And this is funny, and I read about this, and, it's, and it's, it is funny, right? How if, if this was booked a year prior... People would be like, oh my God, I can't believe we have to see this again yeah. with, with a baby face reigns. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But like the difference in dynamic and how much better and more over reigns is right now to mm-hmm. face Brock. I'm 
100% invested in this match. Because contrary to what some people believe, the match itself, take the story and how we get there out of it, Reigns and Brock is good. Reigns and Brock beat the living dog shit out of each other. That is a good... Same thing like when Rollins and Lesnar did their thing Mm -hmm. for like a whole year. Those were really good matches. You know, Brock delivers when he needs to deliver a Mm -hmm. solid match. It's never very long, but it's a good match. So I'm invested. But to your point, though, we are getting to that point. And it is the Hogan effect where you're getting to a point where you just can't imagine him losing. Mm -hmm. When Hogan first won the title, he held it for four years. Now, obviously, I don't think Reigns holds title for four years. Okay. Now, granted, the way they're looking right now. I don't really see anybody else really yeah, taking of say. it, which I'm. I don't know if I'll be. I don't know if I'll actually hate that. But to your point, when when Hogan won the title, you know he went. You know WrestleMania one, he didn't even defend the dang thing. But like WrestleMania two, he beats King Kong Bunny. WrestleMania three, he beats Andre, and then finally they had to do some weird screwy thing to get the title off him at a Saturday Night's main event where Andre gets it and the two two referees the whole nine yards. But they're gonna have to do. And my biggest concern is that they're just going to have somebody cash in on them at some point. That is the worst thing they can do at this point. They need to get a new baby face. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's got to be Seth. I don't care if it's got to be whoever whoever they got to get to be that. I, and I don't think anyone's ever going to rise to that Daniel Bryan level of popularity organically like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's possible right now with the amount of content AEW exists now. There's just so much mm-hmm. going on. But... They need to have a super strong baby face who can be that guy to catch Reigns on a quick one. Mm-hmm. That's the way it has to happen. Yeah. You know, like that's why I'm kind of in the thought that Owens can still technically be that guy for me if they give it some time to breathe in six months because Rain- Owens can hit a stunner, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, I can just picture now stunner, Reigns bounces off, goes into a turnbuckle, roll up one, two, three, roll and, and Reigns, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I, I just I can see that kind of scenario happening, but like it, it is definitely to be the Hogan effect. I don't see anybody as long as they don't give it to somebody who's not a long term solution. Mm-hmm. I'll be okay with it. Now at the time, will I be okay with it? Probably not because I'll be upset. But from a long term angle, as long as it's somebody that is going to be there week in week out, yeah, and and continue, fine. If it's yeah. the Rock. Or if it's whoever, I'm not going to be okay with it. Because when The Rock beat Punk, when Punk had that long run, it was because you knew The Rock wasn't going to be here in two months. So it's like you can't have a part-time guy come in and crush this mega, super dominant force in what Roman Reigns is now. Can't do it. Yep. You cannot do it. So I agree. Yeah. Thoughts on Brock Reigns again, mm-hmm. but with the roles reversed. Yeah. Because this is the first time we've seen Brock as a true babyface since like 2003, like yeah. WrestleMania 19 time. Um, I think it brings a whole different set of dynamic. And then you throw in the Paul Heyman factor. I think it's got the makings to be something yeah. really, really special. Yeah. Well, actually, so the first thing before I even yeah. talk about that, and I thought it was funny. I told you, I was like, I think they just have just fully given up on Raw. Cause they oh, just, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like after like, the show, yeah, screw Bobby, dude. Bobby's yeah. sitting there like, I'm doing really good work right now, and he put me with Goldberg. Meanwhile, Lesnar's like, he want, he's he been wanting Lesnar for years. Yeah. And by the way, he's going to face Reigns again. <laughs> yeah, no. But like, they're giving SmackDown Reigns, or yeah. uh, they're giving him Lesnar. They right. got Reigns over there. They yeah. put Cena over there. Yeah. They were giving Becky over there. Yeah. And then Raw's like, well, we got like 
Bobby and Charlotte, I yeah, guess. Pretty much. And that's about pretty it. Pretty much. So, yep. I, I know that's funny, but yeah. I agree the, with that. That is funny. But to the Brock Lesnar point, um, am I excited uh, to an extent? Uh, like I said before, like it takes uh, the wind out of your sails knowing that there's a lesser chance that Brock is going to win. Yes, here. and that's 100 yeah. percent what it is. Is from now until literally any time that babyface person mm-hmm. is going to come in, and yeah. whether it's like a if yeah. they can flip Cole face or Kevin Owens or mm-hmm. whoever name yeah, whatever whoever, whatever guy, guy you're, Gargano, your flavor, right. whoever you yeah. like or whatever is your baby face that's going to rise to beat Reigns until that guy starts appearing and like you can mm-hmm. kind of see kinda the get, future. Okay, we're here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, until then, it's just hard for me to get into that boat of, mm-hmm. you know, someone can beat Reigns. Yeah. So, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is going to be a banger of a match, like the Cena one. But at the same time, I go, Lesnar's in beating him. How did you How did you feel then? Because it's an interesting – we've talked about this a lot, right? The same thing with the Kenny thing, right? It's the yeah. same kind of error in the flaw, right? It's like when you want to have a dominant champion, it's fine. But then it takes away yeah. from the matches, the, yeah, the, yeah. the matches of being like, I don't know who's going to win, right? How did you feel then with the Okada stuff? Because Okada, for that 500 and whatever days yeah. he was champion, right? I never felt until he faced Kenny, right, yeah. that he was ever dropping the title. Like, you know what I mean? Now, granted, he only yeah. had like 10 title defense or whatever. But yeah. my point is, is that that's where we're at with – I mean, obviously, we're getting more I, title defenses. I, yeah. But, like, I, I I feel like it's kind of the same way they booked Okada. I, I well, See, I preface that by saying I wasn't like – I haven't been like a New Japan fan since like 2010, so I wasn't yeah. like a fan. Right. I got like Wrestle Kingdom 11. Yeah, I remember was really right. like because everyone was yeah. talking about it like at yeah. school or whatever. Anyone that was a wrestling fan was like, "Yo, this Okada Omega shit was like yeah. something yeah. else." Phenomenal. Right. And so then everyone went to go find it. Oh, I and guess once that's you, right. You got the back end of his. So I kind of got yeah. the back end of it. Yeah. Uh, 2017 was like his big year though, yeah. where he had a lot of matches. But I didn't know who a lot of the people were anyway. Like he right. was just having great matches, mm-hmm. but. I always did think going in like twenty late twenty seventeen the G one there in twenty eighteen was like I felt like it has to be Omega to do it right. so it was just when is he gonna do it right and it's the same thing now with like Hangman it's like Hangman's going to be the, be the one right. it's just when is he going to right and like I said it takes away from everything and yeah. at least I can give props to like to New Japan and AEW where they're like they at least had Christian beat him for one of the titles. So it's like there's that slimmer of yeah. maybe I can do it again or Okada had the the 60-minute uh, time limit. Right. So it's like you know at some point right. that could happen. Or he lost a couple matches in the G1. Right. So you're like, okay, like he's beatable. Right. Uh, Roman Reigns is, hasn't even looked yeah. impe- like he's been impenetrable. Right. So I think it's like slightly no, different. Granted, he isn't but... really wrestling on SmackDown either, right? So yeah. they've been saving him. Yeah, he know, has he has the same amount of title events as, as like Okada will. Like right. if you compare, yeah. he probably has like he's, seven. He's probably, probably doing right one. Now. Yeah, I mean, he's one doing a month at, events, maybe. But like, if you're talking about straight just television, he's not wrestling on television very often, right? No. I just. Just want to get your take because it is it, it it feels very similar to that. It when, is when yeah. Okada was champion. It kind of felt like when Tanahashi a couple years before that when he had his record breaking reign at the yeah. time, um, where you're just like, no, not not this. And he was babyface yeah. even, which is even harder to sell. So it's like, no, that's not the guy to beat him. Yeah. You know? And then I when Okada did, I was like, whoa, yeah. who's this dude? I, I do think yeah, like everyone. I think from when when Omega won the 2016 mm-hmm. G1, yeah. I think everyone and was like, didn't win it, you're like. All right, he's gonna be the he's guy. Gonna be the guy yeah. But like, it was like, is he gonna we do need, it when? We need Drew McIntyre round two, not Drew himself, but yeah. when Drew won the Rumble. Yeah, everybody like I we haven't we need that is what you need is yeah. the Seth Rollins run, the mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre run, where you're like, 
this is the new guy. You can feel it. The fans are behind yeah. him. We need that guy. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Name it. Whoever it is, that's cool. Like, I feel like they're going to try that with Big E, and I don't think it's going to work successfully. But, like, you know, we need that Cesaro. We need that Shinsuke. Mm -hmm. Name a guy. Whoever it is to get hot to go into it, especially if they're not going to do Rock Reigns at, at Mania. Which, mm -hmm. honestly, I know some people may not like this as much, but if you go into Mania and it's Rock versus Reigns, that's going to be the, one of the biggest matches ever. And even if Reigns wins, I don't mind going until the next WrestleMania until Reigns loses. I'm, yeah. I'm at a point right now to where until you have something that's worth, like, I don't know if you can continue to look make him look super impenetrable. Yeah. He's got to lose at some point. But to the point where if he's your top guy and you don't have anybody ready, then there is no reason to take yeah. him off him. There's no I, I agree. I just think that yeah. eventually no, no, it's, it's going to get tired. It's, it's going to just be like, yeah. all, right, all right, like, come on, come on yeah. now. Right, but that's the point, though, is that I almost feel like you're going to get to that point where you're like, you're going to be like, dude, seriously, who the hell is going to beat this guy? And that's when they pull it, and yeah. you go, oh, crap. You know what I mean? And then, like, that's – I'm hoping that's where we yeah. kind of get to. But either way. You got, we got, we got to trust that – got to trust the booking. Long-term. So anything we got to hope for. Speaking of long-term booking, let's switch over. Let's let's flip the channel. Flip the channel. Rewind the couple days, and let's go to AEW Rampage. I mean, talk about having two shows with two of the best first segments ever. Great title match to start it. And now you have the debut of Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, a.k.a. – I don't know. Something. Yeah. But he's Straight here. Guy. He's AEW officially. Got the shirt. Got ice cream bars. Got the cool promo. Blah, 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 All blah. That stuff. Um, he's officially here. We had a feeling it was going to happen. It's finally just kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. means to an end. Yeah. Internet ruins everything for everybody. Um, thoughts on the debut? Darby Allen at All Out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like it was, it was an awesome moment. Yeah, yeah there's nothing was, else to really say yeah, about it. But the promo was good, not great, but sure. it was solid. Yeah. Um, but awesome to see him back, and I'm hoping yeah. that he's going to be on our television sets for a long time and not once every six months. Yeah. Which it hopefully, what I'm rating is that he's supposed to be full time. I mean, he said in his promo, yeah. like Wednesday, Friday, four pay per views a month. So yeah. that theoretically, I, I, he's going to be on Dynamite. Wednesday, Wednesday in Milwaukee. Yeah. He said he's not gonna be on like AEW Dark and that stuff. He's like, that's yeah, not, no, no, yeah, he, no. He right. said which Wednesday. He said Wednesday, Friday, yeah. and then the, the four pay per views, pay -per -views right. which makes it sound like it's Dynamite Rampage right. and four pay per views. Right. But uh, I wouldn't. If you had CM Punk on Dark, yeah. <laughs> what well, are we doing? Ten thousand views. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it went up to two point two. Going to a local guy, like yeah. everyone's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, guy? what is going That's on? That's funny. But um, yeah, I am beyond excited for this pay per view. Yeah. Um, I think it just like raised the bar even higher that mm -hmm. he's going to be on this pay per view. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just from a buy rate, I think I think everyone's just like, what is he gonna look like? I think that's really the question now is what is he gonna look like? Is he yeah. gonna be able to hang. hold hang and hold <laughs> his own? Yeah. Uh, he's been training a lot because of the heel show. Like yeah. he's been like doing some yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's been in the ring. Yep. So uh, hopefully he's been in the works for a long time. They yeah. just waiting to get him in front of fans. Yeah. I'm know? actually interested, like you said, like 15 years, like the booking decision. I'm like, I wonder how long, like they had him, like yeah. had him hooked in. Like, I wonder if like COVID, like yeah. with like no fans, like I wonder if he was actually like well, doing uh, stuff like a couple months ago. According to what he said in that post news presser thing, he said that the, the thing that sold him on coming in was the fact that nobody knew about Brody Lee's illness. And he said the fact that they could have, everybody on their staff, the roster, 
everybody kept that a secret and mm-hmm. didn't reveal that stuff to the dirt sheets and like we're like hey by the way Brody Lee's really sick and he's gonna die soon mm-hmm. like the fact that that came out after the fact like okay he just passed away he's like that for me sold it because I know that all right like we can create something here and that you have respect for the people yep. that you're working for and mm-hmm. that you're working under and all that and I was like okay like I you know what I can respect that like yeah you know uh, punk is such an independent free thinker in so many yes. ways right there where he's like that's the kind of stuff he values he's like i just want to be a wrestler and yeah. i want to just come out do my thing put on good stories and, and roll with it yeah. and i think i think i'm going to really like about his time in aew whether it's yeah. a year whether it's um mm-hmm. what however long he's in it is AEW gives very a lot of free reign with what yeah. you want to do, yeah. and so I think with someone like his mind, yeah. he's, he's gonna come out hot. He's on gonna stick yeah. for sure. He's gonna he's gonna have Darby on. He'll mm-hmm. probably have MGF relatively soon. He'll have you know whoever name a couple I think, guys. I think him and Kenny, him and Kenny are gonna do. I, I wouldn't be shocked honestly if he beats Darby Allen, and oh, then he's definitely gonna and then Darby if Allen. Hangman isn't, it depending on what Hangman's situation is, they they want to hold to. Uh, mm-hmm. Revolution and or Double or Nothing, which is a bigger show. Um, if you want, just throw yeah. Punk in there. Do Kenny and Punk at full Punk gear? Punk and Kenny dueling on the mic would be great. With, with Don Callis there, I think will be a lot of Punk fun. Punk is going to do exactly what Cena did, where he's going to come in. He doesn't even have to wrestle a ton, but just to come in and deliver good promos to get you excited for yep. that next match, I think is going to be exactly. Really, really and I think key. he's going to, yeah, he's, he's not going to wrestle all the time, but he'll be a, right. If he'll, he's there and he's delivering a good promo every other week, you're going to be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so everything like thinking about what he can do and yeah. all the young guys that are there. And when you even think about like impact guys, new yeah. Japan guys that oh, can yeah. come over, he was talking, he, I think he name dropped Will Ospreay or Will Ospreay name dropped him or something. Um, a little yeah, bit he after said, he's too. Like, if you want me in the G one, we can talk about it. I think I was like, yeah. Oh, boy, I was like, yeah. All the guys you can let's, line up in the G one. Let's, be... let's all calm this down here. I have one <laughs> one big thing after another here. I, I yeah. my heart can't take that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think just like I think AEW how it works, I think it will be great for Punk. So no, I'm I think it's gonna excited. be really good. I think he's gonna be really successful there. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked if they blow the wad and they just give him the damn title. Don't be shocked. Yeah, Don't yeah be sure. Shocked with that. I wouldn't yeah. be. You know, I think. I, I will. There was a lot of people that have come out and said, "I've not been a wrestling fan, and I'm interested now mm-hmm. that Punk's back." Yeah. Like even, I God, we name drop Josh all the time yeah. here. It's so funny now. <laughs> it's just like I think we should do every week now. But I was talking to him, and he was like, "Yo, so like you watch AEW, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah of course." Yeah. And he was like, "He was like, I literally just watched the CM Punk debut, and I might buy all out." Yeah. And I was right. like, and he yeah. hasn't watched wrestling yeah. since like Punk yeah. left, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. So like, there are a lot of people out there that are like. Maybe I might yeah. try to come back because it's just to see what I'm he does. I'm going to tell people now, though, temper their expectations on what Punk's going to look like. It's not going to look good. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be okay. It's going to be a lot of brawling, yeah. right? It, they're going to sell that match on him walking down the ramp. Yes, you know what I mean. So like, he's gonna he's gonna get back into into shape. I'm not worried about it. But like, let's not come out here expecting Darby and Punk to be Punk Cena. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. Like, let's you know what yeah. I mean. Like, really. I just don't want people to fall and think we're like, oh my god, it's gonna be twenty eleven. Like he's yeah. been out of the game for yeah. seven years. Like we're gonna have to give was, this guy a minute. Yeah, I will, I will say, I think I think people just forget, like his in right. ring isn't the best. No, like he in was, general, he was like solid, he's, he's but good. He's, but, once again, he's a storyteller. He's yeah. just like all the rest of those guys. He 
is a guy that likes to build up. Even, like every all like everything he did for all the whether it was with Joe in Ring of Honor, yep. whether with anything, it's he built up to it, you know. So really exciting for sure. I don't necessarily, you know, it was one thing that I Punk is a little bit different, but I have never understood the bashing of of pr- working for a previous company. Like he really hit WWE hard. Where oh. He was like, "I left wrestling in 2005." I'm, you know, <laughs> he did. I'm like, and I get that, right? Like, in him in particular, he's got a lot of bad blood with the company and yeah. what have you. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, for as much crap that they did, they also made you a gajillionaire. Yeah. And they also made you a worldwide phenomenon. Like. Without WWE's platform, you would have never th- this what you're doing currently yeah. has no merit yeah. at all. Like so, like I, I know people are gonna come out there and be like you're just such a WWE stand, and, and 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 maybe I am, but like at the same time, I just have never for anybody, any mm. part person leaving the company, like you, like listen, I don't like the way WWE does things. That's fine, but yeah. like you got guys like Mike Bennett and stuff calling Vince like a greedy, like greedy old man. I'm like, listen, dude. Without Vince McMahon, none of this mm-hmm. exists. None of we are not here talking about AEW without Vince McMahon. So, like, I do think that I just think it's a weird, trendy thing to do is yeah. to bash WWE for like, like I said, do they handle things perfectly all the time? Clearly, not so much. But they're also a billion dollar company, so mm-hmm. I think we kind of gotta, I don't know. I just find it interesting. I don't always see the benefit of bashing your former employer. I think it just gives you good yeah. heat. Like, yeah. like I think it just like like I, I think they know that the niche fans of AEW yeah. don't like yeah. are like we, I think everyone got angry at WWE for a while, but they're like, all right, where else are we gonna watch? Are you just gonna try to watch New Japan all the time and watch right. your six meaningful shows a right. year? And like I said, so they then did they were like, dirty. They so then, did do so, so then AEW comes around, so everyone's jumping on there. So it's just fun when they take digs at WWE yeah. because it's just like. Something no, I know, but like I always think it's funny, like on Twitter and stuff like that, where like it's a, it's not an angle, right? Like Punk's thing is maybe an angle, but I just think yeah. it's interesting to me where I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's like the same thing with a like Cody sledgehammering the throne yeah, thing right, at exactly. the first like, I'm okay with like, that because you know, but at the same time, it's but Cody's even come out. It's like I, I love WWE. He's like I love Vince McMahon. Like yeah. you know, what I mean? like those are things from like you have to have an appreciation for those who came for you and for those who opened the door for you and in in a. All of these guys' minds, everybody that's trash, yeah, they weren't used properly, 100%. Andrade was not used right. Malachi Black, not used right. You can, there's a list of guys, right? You can say that. But for every guy, every Malachi Black, there's Drew Mm -hmm. McIntyre. You know what I mean? There's an AJ Styles. There's guys that have went there and have been successful. I just think it's, I just don't understand the the constant need for former talent to immediately bash them. Well, I mean, I they it's yeah, cool. it's, it's like mm-hmm. when a, when a good sports player leaves a team, right? Because exactly. they've been, it's yeah. like all the Lions players during Patricia's time when uh-huh. they left, they were like, yeah, this guy sucked. Like it's yeah. awful being here and stuff. Right. It's because they either weren't used right mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, their talent, like they just wasted right. time there. Like maybe a punk, obviously punk's like a mega star now and yeah. he wouldn't be if he was in WWE, mm-hmm. but punk's like, Maybe I like I would they have had more fun in no Ring doubt. of Honor. They did stuff. him dirty for sure. They did a lot of yeah. things. The whole firing him on his wedding day and stuff like that. Yeah. Like not cool, clearly, right? But like at the same time, like you know. Anyway, it's just on the sun side note. All right, let's talk about, about preseason fun. action here. Um, I can't believe I said preseason action in the same sentence. But um, you yeah, know, Lions lose twenty six twenty to the Pittsburgh Steelers. First half they looked abysmal. Second half they looked a little bit better. Um. But less so much about gameplay. I do want to talk about some of the decision making uh, by this Lions coaching staff here. Mike, 
thoughts on Dan Campbell? Uh, I, we were talking off here. They set basically, if you want to, you know, hypothesize, probably about 14 of their regular day starters mm-hmm. uh, against Pittsburgh, including Jared Goff, Taylor Decker, Tyrell Williams, Frank Ragnow, Trey Flowers, just name a few. Um, thoughts on not playing the starters? Because I am in the camp where you're not good enough to sit starters. You mm-hmm. need to get these reps in, and you need to get ready for San Francisco week one. So to sit these guys, you didn't look like gangbusters against Buffalo. So mm-hmm. I didn't really understand, nor did I agree with not playing them at all. You want to play them a quarter, fine, but yeah. not at all? Yeah, I, no. I, I definitely think they should yeah. play them at least a little bit. And I guess this could all be gone away if they play a half against the Colts next week or something. Right, then I'll right. go, okay, then they got all their right. – like maybe their system was – very light work in the first two because there, because you don't have that fourth week. Right. Um, it's technically a bye week before the first season because usually right. you do that fourth mm-hmm. preseason game, right. which you don't play anybody, and then the next week is the right. regular season. Right. But because you don't have a, just a game in general that week, right. maybe it's like week three turned into, okay, even if golf gets dinged up a little bit playing a half or something, right. he has two weeks to recover before the opening game or whatever. So maybe yeah. maybe all this goes away if they play a long extended time in the third game and maybe right. they just took it easy on the first two. Mm-hmm. But I think that they definitely should have played something in the second game. Um, especially because, yeah. like, when you line up and you go, if you think, like, I would have at least, like, put them in uniform and be like, okay, if the Steelers play their starters, mm-hmm. you starters are going to play to see what you look right. like. Because now yeah. it's like you still don't know what you look like against ones. Right, 100%. And right. the one yeah. time against the Bills that you did play against the ones, like for sure you that first series. You came away with three points out of two drives. Yeah, you yeah. came away with three points, and that first drive looked absolutely abysmal. Like yeah. they just killed you. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I would have at least tried something against the starters and see what you could pull out. But Yeah, and, yeah, I, I, you know, I know they want to get a lot of these young guys as much reps as possible, right? Like, you know, um, a lot of the draft picks played a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the guys like Derek Barnes and stuff like that, and they look pretty, they look pretty solid, you know. Sure. I, you know, but I just, I just don't understand. Like, you know, if you got teams like Pittsburgh that think they're in Super Bowl contention, they're not, but they think yeah. they are, kind of thing. You need to be playing some of these guys. Yeah. Like, if thirty eight year old Ben Roethlisberger's out there, Jared Goff yeah. should have been out there for a couple. Yeah, it actually couple like series. makes you like when like Mahomes is playing and you're not. I'm like right. it just like makes you, it, like I, I kind of like makes you feel like you're better than them. Be like oh we don't need to play. Yeah, kind of. And yeah. it's probably not the mentality that they have, but it just like makes it feel like that's the mentality. Like oh we don't need to play our yeah. starters no, against yeah. this I, team. I but like if anyone should be saying that it's the Chiefs. Like yeah. the Chiefs could probably care less about yeah. this pre- these preseason games. Like right. they already know what their 22 are. And you're, it, there's no competition battles in any positions anywhere on their yeah. field. Like, they know who the starting 22 are. So, yeah. like, yeah, I just, they don't I need just, I just, you know, I thought I'd bring it up because I do think it's interesting. Like, the and maybe they do play more against the Colts. I don't know. For me, it just didn't feel like the right time. Pittsburgh's a good football team. Really, just see what you got. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, see what's... See and what's, the fun thing is, obviously, it's going to be completely different, but you played them in, like, week right. six. Right. Like, in yeah. in Pittsburgh or whatever. Right. So you could have at least, like, got your starters out there to be like, okay, in right. six weeks, this is who you're going to be playing. Right. So, like, get a feel for their intensity, what they yeah. do. Like, I feel I just, like you could have yeah. gotten something out of it, but they didn't it, play anything. And their performance, especially in the first half, 
I get it. You had a lot of second stringers playing against their ones, but man, it's really hurting my hope that they have a chance against San Francisco because they looked terrible yeah. that first in that. And San Fran looked really, really good their first yeah. game, and we haven't seen their second game. Right? But yeah, but game. like it's just you know, for me, you're not going to be a good football team record wise, and I know a lot of young guys are going to get a lot of meaningful snaps, um, but at the same time, it's like man, maybe you should have had yeah couple reps even if it was two series something, yeah, to, something to make me feel like yeah maybe there's a plan i it's not it's my first ding against this administration so far if yeah. i have one it's been this so far. everything else I've, i think it's been fine this is the first one where i yeah. went mm, is that really no. a good sign when the preseason's where your first real ding comes in well like because like, like I, don't, I don't think patricia had a first ding until that first game where it was oh no like, he definitely what? did because their defense looked abysmal and everybody was like okay we're gonna hold it. this is gonna get yeah. better and then it didn't get better but to your point, though, it is. But in my mind, going into the regular season, knowing that the expect, I think too, the expectation context is different. Dan Campbell is not coming in here with a playoff ready team yeah. that is expected to go and take that next step. They're rebuilding the mm-hmm. team, so I think going in, okay, if they go three and twelve or three and fifteen, whatever I don't know, whatever the number is, fourteen. Then I don't think anyone's gonna be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this team completely fell apart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be like, no, man, we kind of knew going yeah. in, you know. So a little bit different. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just just one of those things that just kind of bugged me going out of it. Obviously, I haven't I haven't had a full chance to watch all the game yet. I, but, I won't. But yeah. <laughs> I only I only watch preseason to watch like starters and what yeah. they kind of look like. It's just to get your you're just like yeah, all right. I want like I just wetness. want football in any sense. Yeah, but I'm not okay watching the fourth stringers. No, I like I that. love Seattle to death. Yeah, but like I cannot watch Alex McLaughlin throw a football around. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. It's awesome. But, yeah. I hope you got his jersey on order. <laughs> I wish. Oh yeah. My God. Um, all right. Let's talk, let's talk Madden here. Let's talk Madden 22 to end the show today. I know we did a lot of wrestling talk, but let's be real. It's big wrestling weekend. Honestly, Punk yeah. debut, SummerSlam, NXT. Yeah. Stuff Punk, going like 2.1 million people watch the YouTube video. So like, you gotta yeah. talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, well, Madden 22 finally gets re- finally gets released. Right, we had it on pre-order, so we've been playing it for a few days now. I think yeah. it dropped on what Friday? I Friday, think was, yeah. You know, so a couple Friday's so people have had some uh, some days to play it. You know, some YouTubers have been going crazy. You know, the Thrones and the TD Bears of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, just first impressions of the game, Mike. Uh, you know, it's the biggest probably sports game. You know, for a lot of people, you know, like Madden yeah. is their game, right? It's yeah. either that or two K or, you know. Um, thoughts on it this year as compared to Madden 21? I know we did a breakdown last year at 21, and we were yeah. like, mm, it's a game, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I see a lot of similarities in the gameplay yeah. between 22 and 21. Uh, they added some bells and whistles, the momentum thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's a little more realistic on the throwing and the accuracy. Not everything's a, on a rope, you mm-hmm. know, no matter where you're at, no matter what arm angle and stuff. Mm-hmm. But just want to get your thoughts. You're the resident Madden expert of the out of the two of us. So. Yes. Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, but, uh, I mean, you play more than I do in, in yeah. general, so I mean, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's been fine. I like the I've always just I always just ask for more realism in the game. Yep. I don't want arcade style because I want arcade style. I just play like backyard football or something. Um, just what it is. Um, so I like having the momentum meter because like I feel like in game I feel like they've always had like a momentum meter. They just never said they Showed had it. a momentum yeah, meter. Yeah, because there's times where like you are like there I can't do anything. Yeah, like, you're yeah. like yeah. There's like no way like you just have to like will your way through situations. Mm-hmm. And I actually feel like this year when you're playing like e- like 
not a lot of online games, but like when you're playing like against the CPU or whatever, like when the momentum is all the way on one side, like you really have to play perfect to like get yeah. yourself like through yeah. that really phase of execute. the game yeah. until you you either score or you get a couple first downs where the meter bar goes back to the middle where you're like, okay, now we can settle in. But like there's a, and you can definitely feel because in real life, the same thing where it's like, if you just threw a pick six, that next drive, you're just like, we have to be perfect. Or right. it's like, it's going to start going downhill right. really, really fast. So, um, so I love that inclusion. I like um, all of the, like you said, the arm, like making yeah. not making every pass perfect. Like right. I like playing like Baltimore and them actually just like running the ball more mm-hmm. than like Lamar trying to pass it for forty times. Because I'm like that doesn't make sense. Right. Like right. have Lamar do read options every play because that's what he does. Like yeah. I feel like the CPU AIs are a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In franchise mode, I like the whole like. Right. Like you play the Titans and they're like, all right, defend deep pass. Yeah. And I go, yeah. Uh, are you are you on mute right now, Mike? Press that. Press it now. Okay, go talk. Talk. How about now? Am I muted? You may be. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we had some technical difficulties here. Hold on. Yeah. Jeez, Louise, all day long. All right, try now. Press that button. There we go. Okay, Mike. Mike's touching stuff on his microphone. No, here. it was it was, was, it, was, it, was it was always working? it was always hard red. So oh, that's well, why yeah, I, that's, that's what, what yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry about that, folks. Okay. Back. Anyway, you, you were saying though. Um, what were you saying? You were saying something about Lamar. Oh yeah, okay. just yeah. having the the CPU AIs. Yes, so much yep. are just so much better this year. So yes. in all, um, I would say it's fine. I mean, I I hate uh yearly game releases because they don't change agreed enough agreed like, that's why like actually wwe 2k whatever whatever it's coming out 22 yep. in march um i think that would actually be kind of interesting because it's been over it's yeah. been almost two years now since the game came out right. so i think there could actually be real change and improvement to a game yep. madden and we we're talking about like franchise about how they haven't like put in all the stuff yet but I'm like it's hard to do overlap all the stuff in like nine months because that's really how long they have to, to do the game. I would pay $25 for like an expansion just to get updated rosters. I would too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you if you tell me, hey, we're going to release Madden every other year going forward and you can buy, yeah. you can spend 20 bucks and you get a download and it does mm-hmm. an update for you and you get the updated rosters with the new draft class and all that stuff. Yeah. I'd be like, sold. Yeah, that's what, that's what I would do Done. too. Done, 100%. Because I feel like then, right, yeah, I, you maybe you get enough it, time to upgrade franchise or yeah. update do you modes. think do you think part of the reason obviously I'll, let's take the money aspect out of it for a second right because obviously they you know they're raking in the cash right but do you yeah. think like the the expansion of a lot of the streamers and the competitive play hurts that model a little bit because a lot of the better i, I want i'm gonna say better in quotes but like a lot of the streamers and the YouTubers and stuff like that kind of exploit the game because they know how to glitch it out and yeah. they know, how, well, like, I got to cover three beater, be, you know, based off yeah. of this. Well, you know what I mean? My thing is not fundamentally the gameplay. Right. I don't care. It's just, like, the modes. Right. Like, 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 get, like the pro gamers or whatever that you're talking about, like, they don't play franchise mode. Right. And if they do right. play franchise mode, they play, like, yeah. in a all-user franchise mode. Right. And then that's different because right. you're just playing mm-hmm. online games, basically, yeah, in a exactly. franchise setting. Yeah. Um. People like me, who I usually just play in a lone offline yeah. franchise Same. mode. Like, if I do play in a franchise mode, um, right. like I'm looking for added you know, functionality, I'm added, added function. features. Yeah. And I think it would actually help a lot is if they took away, like the yard 
yeah. or they took away Superstar KO, Superstar KO or yeah, something, right. and they took one of those out and just added in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, more to franchise or more to face of the franchise or yeah. more to I another think- mode than just having 12 modes. See, I'm always a... Um, I gotta make sure I say it's like quality over quantity. Yep. So I'm like, just give me three modes that are really, really good mm-hmm. compared to 12 okay yep. modes, and I'll work. Yeah, I it. think too, right? When you look at it, and you have, you know, the problem is too is that Mutt really yeah. is the king of all of it, right? Like yeah. the microtransaction thing is really what dominant, and it's the same way in you know NBA 2K, right? You gotta you know get your coins to upgrade yep. your guide and blah 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 blah. You know all that stuff, right? So it's like the the microtransaction portion of it all is really like the you know the catalyst for mm-hmm. a lot of it right so i do feel like the modes like franchise where it's like hey listen i don't really need to play with somebody i just want to play the game mm-hmm. right i just want to take the lines of the super bowl this is what i want to do right mm-hmm. and so um you know having that kind of stuff where you're like okay you know i think they get i think it gets neglected because they're not making a ton of money off of you know you playing offline franchise mode yeah you know what i mean so just an interesting take for sure. Just wanted to get your initial thoughts on the game. You know, it seems like every day I booted up, they got a new update. So clearly they're working on it consistently, yeah. you know, and all that good stuff. Um, do you have a team you'd recommend to use outside of the Chiefs or the Bucks? Because um, that's everyone's using those teams, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, I think just teams that are really solid are yep. good uses. Um, Baltimore, depending on if you don't want to throw the ball ever, is good. <laughs> um, Russell Wilson has a gunslinger, yeah. whatever, that Aaron Rodgers had last year. So yeah, his – no, it's not no. Gambler. It's the uh, one that you throw faster, like you have oh, a quicker okay, yeah. release. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think yeah. that's Gunslinger or something. I think so, yeah. Um, so he throws – a his, his throw motion is a lot faster, mm. so it's a lot better with their speedy receivers. I think it's a fun team to use. Gotcha. Uh, and their defense, you have two – hit power guys that can force fumbles so you can actually do stuff with them yeah um those are probably i think offbeat team just use the chargers justin herbert's gotta be a dog in there. i haven't used and them their but unis are hella, hella fresh yes like i love their uniforms for sure um yeah no for sure right like you know i, I think it's a pretty solid game i you know yes. i think some of the negativity is just because people don't like madden quite frankly like yeah. i just think they i don't think they like the model yeah the way like that they here's run the thing is it. i think if this exact game came out yeah. and it was just called ncaa 21 everybody would be like everyone oh my God, this is the best game, game ever. ever yeah like exactly. if they just had michigan yeah. and yeah. alabama and all yeah. those teams I or whatever i disagree with you at all and yeah. and like they had a mutt but it was uh-huh. college football mutt yeah, or something like legends or, legends whatever. or yeah. whatever they're gonna call it mm-hmm. they would be like this is the greatest game of all time like yep. i don't know why blah blah blah, blah. but because it's called madden yeah it's, well, it's hated on and that's the thing too is like when you look back it's funny that you mentioned that right because you, you know what was the last what was the last NCAA, NCAA 14. Game? 14 right yeah. go to madden 14 yeah it's the same game yeah but the gameplay is the same the now in the difference is that in the NCAA that you can recruit and you can do all that stuff right so it was a little yeah. bit more immersive but to your point when because NCAA is coming back Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be Madden. That's what the game is gonna be. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, it's not all of a sudden yeah. they're gonna reinvent the wheel because it's still coming from EA. They're just gonna swap some jerseys, and instead yeah. of scouting college players, you're gonna be recruiting high, high school, school players. players. Yeah, <laughs> like the same model. I mean, I'm excited for it. And I'll yeah. buy it, but it's gonna the, be, s- yeah. the model that they're gonna use. Yeah, honestly, looks like more of a college football model. Yeah. to recruit high school players mm-hmm. than it is NFL recruiting college because you there's like 
the video of it had like the five yeah, the parts regions, the, yeah. and it was like region scouting and everything. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like a high school football thing. Yeah, right. More than I, mm-hmm. and then you have like a, a guy's rising up the charts. That sounds like, okay, you're going from four star to five star. So you're rising yeah. up the board. Right. Like their recruiting model sound like, okay, so how can we make this seem like both Madden and college football? Right. So we can literally just copy and paste the same code yep. to college football. And then change the skins. And change, <laughs> yeah, change the uniforms, add yeah. a couple teams, and yeah. then you're good. Exactly. And that's what that's what this college football game is going to be. Yeah. But I can guarantee you it's going to get a 10 out of 10 on, <laughs> on game day, whatever. Maybe and, not the first one because the first one will get a 10 out of 10 because it's new. But like, yeah. maybe we should look at like the ranking for like the next one after yeah, that. Yeah, like the see. second and third one are going to be like, oh, it's, well, it's just the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what did you expect? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting take, right? That's kind of funny. But all right, that's going to be it for this week's show though, guys. Next week, we'll probably do a deep dive into the Lions roster a little bit because we'll probably hopefully have a good idea of who's making the team and who's not. Um, you know, we also have a quick hitter coming uh, relatively soon where we're going to, you know, me and Mike are going to play the game where we're going to predict all 270 games of the NFL roster, see who's making the playoffs, who's your division winners, all that good stuff. Um, you know, we maybe do, you know, we'll, do, we'll obviously review NXT 36 next week as well. Uh, so lots of good stuff coming your way, but that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he is the Merck's own Mike Merkel. I am the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika, and we will see you guys as always next time.